0: Good morning, Reach Church. If kids want to head to Reach Kids, they can head out. All right. All right. So, uh, we have been looking at uh, the church, our series that I, I love my church. We've been looking primarily at, at Jesus' ability to say this, that he loves his church, that he is bringing us together, not just to be a, a random group of people that come together on Sunday, but to be his church to be his bride, to be the temple, to be this building, to be the army. And this is the last week we're looking at the church, the last week, and today we're looking at how Jesus brings us together to be the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Now, the purpose of of this, what I hope you kind of get out of this, holistically from the series, I hope you got out of this, that that the church is not just something we come to and participate in once a week, that this is, um, this is the plan of God. This is the means by which he builds his kingdom. This is our identity as followers of Christ. That it's a, a beautiful privilege to be connected to Jesus and, and be called his people, his church, and that we together get to be this, this family, this fellowship, united together. And I hope you get that today out of talking about being the body of Christ. Now, this speaks to our, our identity. This speaks to how intimately we are connected to Jesus. And it, it speaks to our mission in the world. But I hope it also uh, it, it brings some problems with it that we kind of need to address. We need to work through some things so that the realities of the body don't tear us apart. And so we're going to look at... Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 this morning, and we're going to look at uh, kind of three aspects that are going to hold together this body, are going to make us the body of Christ. All right, if we are going to be the body we need to be, first, we need to have unity. And we need to find our unity in the right places. We need to have diversity. There is diversity in the body. That's a mandate, and that's essential to what the church is. And finally, we need humility as the church. Humility among each other, humility before Christ. So, unity, diversity, humility. Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 12. It's uh, up there in front of you, and you can read with me. 1 Corinthians 12. For just as the body is one, and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one many one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear would say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? the greater honor, excuse me, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Pray with me. Father, we thank you that you've you've called us the body of Christ. We are humbled to to be given such a title and Father, we ask that we would be a body that is unified, that we 'd be a body that can deal with um, diversity in its midst and Father, we just ask that we would do the things that you want us to do that we would say the things you want us to say that we would we'd be the hands and feet and Eyes and mouth and and everything else of the body of Jesus. Father, would you make us a, a true and powerful working body? Father, would you build up the parts that are that are weak or are shamed? Father, would you would you humble those who are lifted up? And Father, would be be ultimately all about nothing but Jesus. We pray that you help us with that even now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. All right, so first, first, if we're going to be the body, if we're going to be the the body of Christ, we need to find our unity in the right place. Verse, Verse 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized into one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. All right. So according to, that, to this passage, what is the basis for the unity in the church? We'd say that it is, it is the, the Holy Spirit, the one Spirit that unites us all. That we were baptized into one Holy Spirit. All right, just so we're all on the same page, uh, the Holy Spirit. All right, it's a, that's a he. He, he the Holy Spirit, not an it, the Holy Spirit. He is personal. He is uh, every bit as much God as the Father and the Son And we saw last week that he dwells inside of us, and ultimately, the most important part that we're talking about today is he unites us to Jesus Christ. He unites us to Jesus Christ. That he works faith in us, and as we put our faith in Jesus, we are united to Jesus. And that's where, okay, so Jesus. Jesus had a physical body. He came, he incarnated He lived on this earth in a physical body. That body was nailed to the cross. And that physical body died to pay for our sins. That physical body rose from the dead. Achieving eternal life, a life forevermore. Life everlasting. Alright. That's the gospel. That's a historical fact. That Jesus did that, that he did that in the flesh, in his body. All right, but if we just know that, that has nothing to do with us. All right, that inherently doesn't doesn't connect us to Jesus. That doesn't pay for our sins. We can know that, okay, Jesus did that over there, but if there's no connection between us and the cross, no connection between us and the resurrection, then it's totally meaningless. All right, that's why we have this, this dependence upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and he unites us to Jesus. He actually unites us to this body of Christ. So much so that when we look at the working of Jesus, we say, okay, that, that was me. I was doing those things. I was part of that body. When Jesus healed the sick, when he, when he preached the gospel, we were there with him. Because we were united to Jesus by the Spirit. So all of you, you have done the works of Jesus. You have healed, you have walked on water. You've rebuked the Pharisees. All right, you went to the cross because you were united to Jesus. And so when you ask yourself, like, okay, are my sins paid for? Like, yeah, you already died for those sins. You went to the cross. You, You paid for them in Jesus. And when Jesus Christ rose from the dead... In his physical body, we all rose from the dead. So much so that when when Ephesians talks about where we are, he says, well, no, we are are with Christ. And you are seated at the right hand of God. You're actually not here anymore. That spiritually, the, the Holy Spirit so connects you to Christ that Paul can say, you are in heaven right now. All right. That's the sense in which you are the body of Christ. That the Holy Spirit does this, he unites you to Jesus. That's salvation, that's how it works. I know I've kind of like vaguely talked about that, but um, I hope that makes it pretty clear how this works. Like that's, that's an amazing thing. And then again, Paul kind of brings it forward and says, and that's how we live as the body here that the Holy Spirit isn't just connecting you in this spiritual way. He's actually connecting you day by day. The, the Holy Spirit flows through you and connects you to the head, Jesus Christ. And now we are individual members and body parts. And just like the nervous system goes through the body and connects you to the head, to the brain, the Holy Spirit is connecting you and, and showing you what Jesus wants you to do, what he wants us as the body to do, what to say where to go. That's the sense in which we are the body of Christ. All right. My hope is that it gives us some assurance of, of salvation, that this is paid for. Like, it's really not about you, it is what Jesus has done, and you are seen as the body of Christ. That's the gospel. All right, now, there's a, there's a secondary truth here. And that's that if we are all united to Christ by the Holy Spirit, we're all in this boat together. All right, we just got united to one another as well. And the thing is that we stress nothing but Jesus week in and week out every single week because that is the only basis by which we are united to each other. It's because we, are all, we have nothing but Jesus and we are part of the body of Christ. That is kind of the, the one bond that forms us together, and we talk about nothing but Jesus because it's really easy to make other things the basis for, for this unity. And we say, "Oh, like we're we're all we're all elk we're all kind of in the same." I know elk Everyone's like, no, "I don't want to be." <laughs> we're in this boat together, guys. Uh... <laughs> we're Cecil Countyans, right? You Delaware folks I think you creeped over, you know? <laughs> yeah, and even that—that's even that. If we make that our identity, then like suddenly there's two groups here. There's the Delaware and the and the Maryland. There's the well, our, our, I'm, I live in Kent and I drive up. Like, oh, okay, McCarrans. Um <laughs> Like, okay, like that's where everything that we use to try to join us together, like, it will tear us apart if it's not Jesus. And that's where we have to, we have to look at our, our identities and start shedding the parts that are not Jesus. And when we come here, we leave certain things at the door and say, like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to... That's not my first identity. Here, I'm about Jesus. I'm united to him. It's about the gospel. That's how, how we, together, will stay unified. We'll work as a body. That's why we talk about it week in and week out. Fight for that. We have to fight for that. And we have to fight for believing that this is true day in and day out. And ultimately, we need to fight to to stay united to Jesus by the Spirit. Now, we talk about things that, that help us to do that. When we remember the gospel, when we read our Bibles, when we come to church when we participate in, in the means of grace, things like prayer and community and, and the sacraments, like those are things that unite us together and keep us connected to Jesus. Then we will be connected to one another and we'll be connected to, to Jesus, our head. All right. That's the unity that we have in the body. But we have to maintain that, bo- that the unity because the reality is The body is diverse, and it is supposed to be diverse. There is diversity in the body. That's just how it works. And that's where Paul, he says all this stuff about, like, yeah, no, there's there's no slaves or free Jew or Greek. Like, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be unified. But, verse 14, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. All right, what's he saying there? What does that mean? When he's talking about parts, he's talking about body parts. Members are are body parts. And he's essentially saying, like, the body's not made up of just, like, a bunch of fingers all stuck together. All right, there's different parts here. And that's the reality of what the church is supposed to be. Now, why does that matter? Like, we are not supposed to be this homogenized kind of generally vanilla people when we come to church. All right, so it's not in the sense that, like, oh, I'm shedding all of my identity and all of my personality so I can, like, kind of be this cookie-cutter Christian. Like, no, you're not supposed to be that. And actually, when you come to the church, you're supposed to become more who you are in Christ. And you're supposed to find, like, okay, where do I fit in 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 this body? What is unique to my ability? Where do I stand? All right, I'm lost. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> she's throwing. in. Yeah, that, that works. I'll take that. Um, all right. So what? I, I was trying to think. Like, so I I was kind of a biology major. All right. I was a psychobiology major. So we did some bio classes. All right. Uh, so, what does a vanilla a vanilla creature look like? Where every it looks all exactly the same. All right, a v- vanilla amoeba. amoeba. Okay, yeah, that, that sort of thing. I was thinking of a sponge. Okay. All right, sponge. All right. So, what is a sponge? A sponge is like it's a bunch of tiny little filter guys, and they just they just kind of hook onto each other, and they hang out, and they're exactly the same. If you push off a piece of sponge, like, it, it's identical to the rest of it. All right. Why do I tell you that? Sponges are boring. <laughs> and they don't do anything. They just sit there and they, like, they, they have no diversity. They have nothing interesting about them. And they just kind of float around. And then we, we literally use them to like mop up the grime. Okay, like there's nothing exciting there. All right, we are not trying to be sponges. We're trying to be the body. And that means we are supposed to come together and be different and embrace the differences. And when you encounter people here who are different than you, like we celebrate those things. We celebrate those things because that is the way that it's supposed to be. We don't get upset. We don't try to change people to make them whatever our agenda is besides Jesus. That's not the point of the body. We let the hand be the hand, the foot be the foot, the spleen be the spleen, and we leave it at that. Because otherwise, we're not all going to work. Now, that's where... um, I think I want us to embrace this a little bit more. Not in like a postmodern, like, look, we're all different. Um, But that we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and there's things that, that you can do that I can't do, and we're mutually dependent upon each other. All right, I think, of, I think of our church, Reach Church. All right, we have two campuses. They're different. They're very different. That's okay. We reach different people. We look different every Sunday. That's fine. All right, there's churches. The Leonards always joke that they, they drive by, like, 12 churches to get to our church. Um, and the reality is there are other churches, and we can celebrate that. All right, we don't have to be the the best church, we can be a church that is meeting certain people and that the church down the road is also the body of Christ and it's meeting other people and giving them, them nothing but Jesus too. That we're all fighting together and moving forward together. All right, that's actually also how we can think about denominations. All right, there's so much goofiness. Like, yes, we are Presbyterian. And we have certain strengths in that. All right, we have things like theology, apologetics. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Solo script, Yeah, reform, Calvinism. Yeah, all that stuff. Like, we're, that's we like that stuff. All right, that, but that doesn't mean that we have to like either be the only one true church or bemoan the fact that we're not. Like, we don't have the strengths of other churches. So I'd say Baptists are great at evangelism. Pentecostals, like, they have passion and they have fire. And all right, the differences are in some sense to be embraced and we get excited about those things. We are all preaching the same Christ. Amen? All right. Diversity. Diversity. All right. But that creates uh, two problems, two problems in the church that we need to be careful of. These are the dangers of being a diverse church. And I think we are diverse. I think we are different. We are coming from very different places, some of us. And there's two dangers in the church of spiritual pride and spiritual insecurity in the body. Spiritual pride and spiritual insecurity. And Paul talks about those two. First, spiritual insecurity. Look at verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wants them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. All right, so what are we getting at here? What are we getting at? All right, this is, the, this is the part of the body that looks around and says, like, you know, I don't know if I'm good enough to be here. I'm not a good enough part in the body. All right, let's say, let's say, think about yourselves, and your pancreas decided it it's going to be spiritually insecure, <laughs> And he's looking around, and he's saying like, you know what, no one even knows what I do. <laughs> he, he, he excretes digestive enzymes, that's, that's another uh, little tidbit from biology. Um, all right, and he's looking at the eye. And he's saying like, you know what, the eye, eye is, he's so much better. Peter loves his eyes more than he loves me, the pancreas. <laughs> and like, he uses them every day, and he, he knows about it. He gets two of them. He must, he must think they're twice as valuable. All right. And then the pancreas, the pancreas decides to leave. Because maybe this just isn't the right body for him. He's going to find some more pancreases. <laughs> Where it's a more pancreas-rich body. All right. What would happen? The body would die. The body would die. It's an essential part of the body. Do we notice it? Not really. We notice it when, it when it gets cancerous, then it's, then it's horrible because you need it so desperately. All right, that's where I think some of us can, can feel that way in the body of Christ. And you come into the body and you think, well, like, I'm not a preacher or, a spe- or I don't interpret the Bible, I don't know, Greek or Hebrew, and I don't sing like Randy. And like, okay, I just come and show up. Like, maybe I shouldn't even be here. Or you look around and you say, like, well, there's no one like me. All right, in the body, there's no other pancreas. He's the only one. And that's how it's supposed to be. And if you feel that way, then, like, you are essential to the body. You shouldn't say, I don't belong here. You should say, like, okay, I I need to be here. That there are perspectives that I have that are unlike any other perspective. That there are people I can reach that have... Are in different places that can't be reached. There are parts and attributes of God and of the Bible that each one of you probably understands better than I do and better than anyone else in the room. Because you have personal experience with it, you just, like, it makes sense to you in a different way. Like, it it touches your heart. It's not just intellectual. And that's where, like, I want to encourage you, if you feel like that, like, Verse 18, God placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. You're uniquely gifted, you're needed in the body. And that's where if you feel like, well, uh, I'm just showing up, like, even that is something, like, keep showing up. Keep coming here, get involved, like, you are, you are essential to the growth of, Of the Fairhill campus of Reach Church of the Body of Christ. All right, there's a uh, there's a reality here that some of you, most of the most who are kind of in that boat, feel like I don't know I don't know what my spiritual gifting is. I don't know what part I am in the body. Uh, All right, what do you do? First, keep coming to church. Come to church. Be a part of the body. If you aren't here, if you aren't part of the body, you, you can't figure out what, what your role is. Keep coming. All right, second. I sometimes tell you to do things from the pulpit. All right, do them. I know, that sounds silly, but, like, you, you should do them. Uh, like, like, last week, I was like, oh, like you should, like, be united to Jesus and, like, read your Bible, get, get excited about the gospel, like, do that. Do that. That'll, that'll unite you to Christ and unite you to the body and so that you, you aren't just living in the flesh. You aren't just trying to, trying to muster all this up. You are doing it out of joy in the gospel. And then third, I would say just do something. Do something. I'm not asking you for some like, magical revelation that you like know. Like, I, I am a children's minister. Like, you don't know that. And so do something. All right, we have, we have reach kids. We have preschool. We have nursery. We have VBS. We have decorating. We have, I can only think of decorating. <laughs> we need decorators. Uh, <laughs> the craft person, the, the Bible, you, the dancey person, the guitar player, real subtle Randy, yeah. <laughs> uh, try something out. And if you hate it, And you think, this isn't me, I don't like doing this, then stop doing it. All right, there's no pressure cell. People come to me and they're like, yeah, I I don't like what I'm doing. And I say, good, good, leave. Do something else. We're just trying to figure out what we enjoy in the body, what works, what is natural. I encourage you, like, there's a lot to do. And you are needed in the body. All right, there's the other side of this now. There's the other side. Spiritual pride. Spiritual pride. All right, verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Or the head, excuse me. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while well, our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body. But its parts should be equal, have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. All right, so this is a different kind of rebellion. All right. This is the eye now, who thinks he's so much more important than the pancreas, Saying, you know what, like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go hang out with all the other eyes because, like, cause we're, we're the good part. And that, that's sort of the reality of what can happen in churches is that certain parts get overdeveloped. And a church can be just a big pile of eyes, which is a nasty image, but then you're like, oh, <laughs> like, and it's not doing anything. The eye, the eye's great. He can see, but like, He can't speak. He can't actually do anything. He can't go anywhere. And that's where as gifted as you are, as talented as you are, as united you are to Christ, like, you need the body. You need the body. And you need to be connected to the rest of the body to do anything of purpose. All right, the head, as important as the head is, If it doesn't have feet, it doesn't go anywhere. The gospel can't spread. Now, let's not judge each other for not being the wrong part, the parts of the body that we are. All right, if I were to expect you guys all to have the same level of Bible interpretation skills, like like, that'd be ridiculous. That's not your job. That's not that's my job. And I spent a long time studying that, like, that's, okay, I'm, I accept that that's not what everyone needs to be doing. All right, there's a danger here of just, like, getting puffed up and feeling like, oh, like, I am the most important, like, no, you're not the most important. We are all together the body of Christ, and we need each other. This is as essential as the coffee out there. I truly believe that. <laughs> I truly believe that. And like we are appreciative of it. Now, um, this takes this takes some of you. kind of getting out of yourself and recognizing that, like, the thing that you do is not the the thing. It's your thing. And so do it, and do it joyfully, but don't do it to to earn any credit. That's where the humility comes in. The humility. Unity, diversity, humility. It, It gets us back to nothing but Jesus. All right, those of you who are spiritually insecure and feel like you're not you're not doing enough. You're not a vital enough part in the body. Like, all right, you need humility, not, not necessarily to be, to be picked up and say like, you know what, this is the role you've been given and, and Jesus decided that and that's okay. And it might be that your role in the body is to be poor or to be weak or to be the person who is suffering. Like, that's part of the body and we, we suffer with you. And we bear that load together. That's okay. All right, it takes humility to recognize that you are not the most important person in the body, that there is no most essential part. And ultimately, like, the body is about humility. That if we are the body of Christ, uh, what did the body of Christ do? The body of Christ didn't come to get glory or to achieve all of the things. The body of Christ came to die and came to suffer and came to, to give itself for others. And that's what we're called to as the body. Because that's what Jesus has already done for us. Beneath the spiritual insecurity and the spiritual pride is this fear that, like, Maybe I'm not good enough in the body. Maybe Christ's work is not enough. Maybe I need to earn a little bit more. Like, you really don't. You really don't. And if you're not working for joy and for the love of Christ, then, like, you aren't the body anymore. You're a cancer. You're just like, or or you're like a, a lone eye running out and rolling down the street. You don't need to do any of this. We do this because we love Christ and we enjoy being the body. We love proclaiming Christ and doing the works of Christ. We do it out of love. And that's where every single time we talk about the body, Paul, Paul you like, he gets all these into gifts and we're like, oh, gifts, 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 and he says, like, no, love. Love is the end of it all. Love is the point that we're to love the people out there, we're to love each other in here, and we're to sacrifice and die and be humble. In whatever we're doing. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen? All right. Any questions? Yep. Right. So uh, I got I have two feet. And but because of an old injury, one of them is less connected mine than the other one. Yep. And doesn't function right. as well. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So, when it comes to the body of Christ, are, are, as believers, if we're, if, if we're the, like, my, my foot that doesn't work very well, are we counting on my effort to get more connected to the mind of Christ? Okay. Okay. Yeah, good, good. Can I, uh is that that, that part one? No, that's it. Okay, good. <laughs> these lawyer questions. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Uh someone who has to ask these questions. Um all right, so the question was so like uh one of Brian's feet isn't very good. Um it's not it's not as connected well to the brain connection there is saying that like there are parts of the body that aren't as connected to christ and therefore they're not going to function very well and that's where there is an individual like responsibility that you're not just responsible for you and jesus like we're responsible as the body like if if you are the hand and you are refusing to be the hand or running away from christ and like we are missing a hand that's a big deal now the question was okay uh whose responsibility is that is that is that on us to unite ourselves back to christ or is that the work of the Holy Spirit? All right. That's where uh, false dichotomy, false dichotomy. So that's where we, we, we say either or when it's and. And we need to say, like, okay, it's, it's often and in, in situations like that. That we are responsible to do what we are called to do and to, to pursue Christ, to fill ourselves with the word. It says... uh be filled with the Spirit, but also be filled with the Word. And those two things are, are, are so intimately connected and participate in the means of grace. Be part of the community. And we trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work. He promises to work through those things. And so it's not us working, it's us using the things that the Holy Spirit has promised to use and uniting ourselves back to Christ. Yeah. Randall. Yes, yes. No, totally. Totally. That's where we we feel it and we see it and we we send white blood cell recruits to go go help and we we come together and encourage one another. We speak Jesus to one another to to lift each other up. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Randall. All right. Any other questions? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have sent Jesus. We thank you that we are united to him, that we don't stand on our righteousness or our works, but we stand in Christ. And Father, we thank you that through Christ our, our sins are forgiven, our debt has been paid, and now we can live as those who are free to be the body of Christ and to, to give people nothing but Jesus and to live in Jesus. Father, we ask that we would be united to, to Jesus intimately. That we pursue those things that unite us to Christ. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for working in us when our hearts are, are hard, when we are weak, when we are failing. Father, we ask that there would be no competition or, or insecurity or pride in the body, that we would celebrate the, the diversity that we have because we are united in Christ. Father, would you mobilize those who, uh, who feel disconnected from the body? Would you help us to, to honor those who are broken and those who are, um, are feeling less, less honorable and lifted up? And Father, would you just um, make us a church that goes out and gives people Jesus, is built together in the body, that we may be built together in love, to glorify the name of Jesus. Work in us by the Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name.